anything you want to do, you got to give it time, six, eight, 12 weeks, 16 weeks to see the result. We can't just give up after a week of trying, you know, and that's what happens so very often. But I find that one of the things that can keep me accountable is having someone, an accountability buddy, whether that's at the gym or like business or my VA or myself with my little goal notebook. So holding yourself accountable for a certain time to give yourself the time to finish something, because we often don't give ourselves the time we give up or we stop or we get distracted. Hello and welcome back to the Kayla Zimber podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Keep all your messages coming to say that you've been inspired by something you've heard on a podcast, seen on social media. It really does make not only my day, but the guest day knowing that it's had a big impact on you. So thank you in advance for being one of my five a day and for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Someone just left one this week. Much, much, much appreciated. And if you haven't, come and say hi on Instagram. I really do love to meet you. Now, today's guest is Barra, or B for short. She's a dietitian, sports nutritionist, and personal trainer. She hosts her own podcast called B for Better Health, where she interviews experts and speaks about an array of health and fitness topics as well. Barra has been helping hundreds of people lose fat, build muscle, and make lifestyle changes that increase energy levels, give them confidence, and improve their general health and well-being. She also passionately raises awareness about fitness and well-being on her social media platform. She's got loads of tips and suggestions, and there's so many that I've saved over the past, I don't know, 12, 18 months of ideas on how to work out or a recipe that I really love. And we actually talk about one of her favorite recipes, and you will find in the show notes how to create that recipe as well. We talk about easy steps to adding working out into your routine and making it more of a habit. And she holds me accountable to a fitness goal. Tune in to find out what it is. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show, Bara. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We spoke. I mean, we've we've been in touch on social media for the past couple of years. But we actually met in person at a Lorna Jane Jane shoot. And I remember you were first up in your Lorna Jane outfit. And I was like, wow, she's so amazing at this. And it was probably like one of the first times I'd ever been asked to like model workout wear. And I was like, but you just did it so effortlessly. So maybe tell people why you can do this so effortlessly. Give us a little bit of a backstory. Honestly, like I don't think it's so effortless. It's but you sort of sometimes you you have a certain profession and then you find out that you have to do certain things and you're like, this is a new skill set and this is a new thing that I have to step into. So let me just go ahead and get in there, like modeling for a sports photo shoot, for example. So I am a personal trainer and I am a dietitian and I am a fitness fanatic. So I love working out and I love being in that space. But like modeling or taking photos, isn't always the most natural thing, but you do have to step into that role. And the more we've become into this digital world of social, of 
you know, influencing, et cetera, the more you have to step into that role. So I, I have at the time, I think it was like over two years ago that we've met. And I was just getting started into like the whole like photo shoots and all of these different opportunities. And yeah, so I guess because I've been on social media for a while and like posting on Instagram as well, I guess it does come a little easier to take like photos and pose and, you know, do that exercise move and, and take a photo. So, so yeah, so that's how, that's why I feel like, you know, it it, you made it, you made it look super easy. <laughs> so how did you get into this space? Was it, you know, was it a particular point? Have you always been a fitness fanatic? Because I've seen a shift from those two years in your business, but maybe before we get to that and my observation, um, how did you get into it? And what, what made you pursue that career? Absolutely. So I did study dietetics. I'm a registered dietitian. So that was my undergrad. I was always interested in nutrition, exercise. And whenever you're at a, like a lunch table, everyone's always giving like all sorts of advice. Like, don't eat this, eat this. This makes you young. This keeps you this. You should be eating this for breakfast. And I'm like, oh my God, what is that world? You know, let me get behind it. That's why I got into dietetics. I got into dietetics. They kept saying like, exercise is the best thing. Exercise is the best thing, but they don't really give you substance or like what you're supposed to do with it because you're a dietitian. So with that, I was so curious about exercise. So at the same time, I got my personal training degree and then I got my sports nutrition certificate. And so I just kind of molded both together because I felt like they're unsupportable. Like what you eat affects how you train and how you train affects what you eat. And I need them both in my life. And they've both always met, always made me feel so good. Like whenever I exercise, I feel so good. Whenever I eat right, I feel so good. Having that sort of understanding on nutrition, exercise, and how it affects your body, your energy, your productivity has always made me feel so good that I felt like I want to help people understand what it's like and give them the freedom away of like feeling like this is so complicated. This is so hard. I shouldn't eat this. I should eat this you know, and, or not liking certain exercises and feeling like you have to exercise. So it's a, it's a chore. So I just wanted to give people the freedom away from all of that to help them understand nutrition and exercise and well-being in a way that can make them feel really good. So yeah, so that's how I got into it. My, my shift in, in the recent few years in my business has been because I shifted from being in working in person, being at the clinic as a dietitian spending hours there with clients, which was great, but has a cap in terms of how you do business-wise. And I used to personal train and I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved my clients. Like we were best friends. We'd go to each other's birthdays. We would celebrate. Like we were just, it was such a great bond, but it also capped what I could do as an entrepreneur, as someone who can influence because you can only do so much in a day, like 10 hours. Like, could you do more than that? You know, like without like still reaching a bigger amount of people. So with personal training, I would realize that a client, instead of taking one hour, was taking two hours because I have to drive back and forth, yeah. et cetera, and all of that. So COVID came and I was like, hmm. I would start training 50 people in like on Instagram at once and then a hundred and then 115. I'm like, oh my God, that's where it's at. So it kind of gave me the time to sit at this desk on my dining table and to like make my whole business, my digital business come mm. to life. 
And so I've migrated from being doing any of the things in person to going ahead and doing everything digital from finding out what platform, recording, videos, you know, putting things out there, which gives me now the space to create more, right? And to reach more people to have my podcast in Arabic and English. So there's a lot to do. And so I was just trying to give myself the power of time while still helping a lot of people. So that's when a big shift kind of happened. Mm. Because I have noticed it on social media, something has changed, but you know, it wasn't necessarily that I saw every post that, you know, your business model had changed or what have you. So it was always there through supporting that we had worked together. So what are your products now or what, what is your offering? What do, what do you, what do you offer to clients? So over the years, I've also changed that, but I offer them ways to lose fat gain muscle so they can feel sexy, so they can feel confident, so they can feel their best. And I do that through several ways. So one of them is an educational course, because I believe in the power of education. Like I believe in learning through podcasts, through videos. So I created after a while of like just working one-on-one, working one-on-one and like giving people that like meal plan and that exercise program, I realized that there's so much more communication that I need to give. And so through that, I created a course that's how to reach your body goals and lose belly fat, which is the most common question that I get. So I recorded a course on nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, all of that. And that's how people can learn more on a bigger scale. They get the overall arching picture. And then I help them on a smaller scale through the course as well by giving them workout programs, meal plans to help facilitate and make it easier. But I think understanding the overall picture is so much more, is so much better than just giving you like, here's your one 500 calorie meal plan, like go apply that. And then you're like, but I don't want to anymore. What do I do? So then I sort of tell you like, oh my God, let's talk about freedom, what you could, how you could possibly live a really healthy lifestyle and have that freedom yourself. So I have the course and then some programs here and there that can really help you eat well and exercise and put a structure in place. I think that's something really important. You said about the healthy lifestyle. It's not necessarily about just losing the weight. It's about finding a lifestyle that you can actually sustain with. Is it still okay you having wine at the weekend or a pizza or whatever it is? I think you even posted about that actually recently about that. It's okay to still have something that you really like. Always. I'm very against the concept of being so extreme, so restrictive, so harsh. Like we're human, you know? Sure, you have a weight loss goal and you got to take that seriously. And if you want to get the results, you got to be committed. I'm with you. But like, if you're being so harsh on yourself, the other side of that in a week's time is going to be horrendous, you know? You're going to want to go all out on food. You're not going to be happy. And we want to make it a lifestyle. So we want to teach you how you can reach that body goal, but like also enjoy a pizza and an ice cream or like a drink or whatever every now and then, you know? So it's like the whole 80-20 concept, which I really believe is something that can help people find the freedom, especially if they're foodies and they love food, which is most of the people that I work with. Which is a good thing because it is about trying to find that actual space. So Finding clients, how do they find you? Because, you know, PTs, it's it's quite a competitive space. Mm -hmm. How do they find you? And then maybe we can go into how do you stand out? Right. So word of mouth was always huge. So it would be a friend of a friend that would just like tell me, like, my friend wants to do this. And then people used to WhatsApp me all the time. 
about that. And then just posting on social media for me had done wonders. I get so many messages on personal training, even though I don't offer one-on-one personal training at the moment, I get tens of messages a day. And now I have an entire referral system. So I refer to certain PTs because I don't do it anymore, but I still get a lot of people who ask. And I believe the reason that I get those clients is because I put myself out there all the time with my own exercise regimen, with my mentality and philosophy on exercise, that they're like, oh my God, she can help me reach my goals. I want to kind of train like that. I want to have her passion towards exercise or her love towards exercise, or maybe she can motivate me. So I think people kind of see through my love for it, through social and the content that I put out that helps people. And then they just reach out. So my main place is Instagram, I would say. Wow. And is that growing more recently or have you just found it's grown nice and steadily or what's been some of the the sort of observations for that? So at the time of this podcast, I have around 110K followers. But I would say even when I had 4K, like that was my main place of getting people to Mm. with me. So even when I had 4,000 followers, I would still get people. That's how I filled up my time, you know? And then your time is limited at the end of the day. So you're going to get those 10 clients for the month. And then you're like, okay, I can't do any more. Yeah. But then my messaging has always been the same. Since I had no followers to now, it's always about finding movement that you love, exercising, feeling good, non-restriction to a a sick degree or anything like that. And it's just that freedom. Um, And I think that, that attracts people as long as you stay true to what you believe in. And I think people like different approaches. Some people really like this approach. And then there's the, the whole like military approach of like personal trainers that are very harsh and like they, they're like drill sergeants. And that works for a lot of people. So I think it's just the more you are yourself in the way that you do it, the more you're going to attract the right crowd. Personal so, brand standing out. They say the, there's a, there was something I listened to or watched yesterday and it said the more you are the more never change you, the more you are you, the more you will attract the right clients. And I thought it's so spot on. Absolutely. But it's not easy, by the way, to be you. And that's what I, I've learned over the four years or five years that I've been doing this is that sometimes you consume so much content that you sort of become like other people. And you're like, oh, she has 2 million followers. Let me do exactly what that person is doing. But then you're like, okay, no. I should get inspiration from that person. Absolutely. But I can't that person, right? Um, yeah. So, and then finding that voice without over consuming content by avoiding over consuming content so you can really like hone in on that voice is so important. And it's something I work on like for the past two years, I've been really working hard at that. So I think that makes a huge difference. What, um, you know, how, I was going to say, how, how do you keep growing what you were doing? Have you got a new program that's coming out or? Is it people joining your existing program? But what's the cost of that, by the way, for someone to join and and how does it work? So the course is a relatively like really approachable, good, affordable price. It's at um, 97 USD. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I really want people to access that and then do whatever they want afterwards, you know, either go for a premium option of personalized training of like 800 USD or more. Or like 
go for a membership, which is just $35 a month, you know? So it, I kind of provide both. So you can go for something that's affordable and really good, or you can go for something that's premium. At the moment, in terms of how I'm working with my business, I love creating products. Like I wish I could always be in a creative phase, Yeah, but I do have to focus my marketing. So right now I'm doing my little email funnel sequences and like yeah. the backend work which really requires a lot of work. And I really need to focus on one thing, but like my brain is like, let me create an ebook. Let me create a this, let me create a that, let me do a live workout. And it's like, no, let's finish everything you need to do for the course and then go, go from there. So that's what I'm trying to do. Instead of being all over the place, I'm like recentering my work. So then after like these four weeks of me finishing this, I'll probably be working on something else. Well, I think that's a really good point, actually, focus, because it's something as an entrepreneur we get really carried away with. And especially as well, you were saying, you know, from a PT perspective, you love creating from a, a style perspective. I mean, I'm not, I'm not solely in that industry now. The industry is personal branding. Style is just one part of that. But there's still that creativeness in me that loves to pull outfits together and transform someone straight away. So I completely get where you're coming from with the focus aspect. What are some tips that you could share with someone listening who's gone totally resonate with that, B and Kelly? How can I focus? What would you say to them? Yeah, I think, you know, as creators, entrepreneurs, and ambitious human beings, it is innate in us to just want to do more, create more. And for me, I'm so I'm a coach, I'm a personal trainer. I have this natural thing of coaching others, but I'm also like I can be coached really well. So I believe in getting a coach that can kind of help you stay accountable. So whether we're talking personal training, whether we're talking dietitian, or we're talking business, yeah. like I believe I have I really believe in coaches. So I had a business coach for the past two years. I stopped with him a little bit and now I just hired a different one to like get different blood. And that was her advice to me as well. I'm like, listen, I have three products I want to create. I want to do this. I want to do that. She's like, all right, girl, <laughs> hold your horses. Let's, you know, she's like, you can, you can create this product or you can really finalize and hone down on your marketing for this one. What do you want to do? And the little perfectionist inside me was like, okay, fine. I'll just finish all of that. I'll wrap it up nicely. And then I'll move to something else. So that's what. That's what I'm doing. I think asking yourself the question of, you can do anything you want to do right now. What is it that you really want to do? And then give yourself a time period, like six weeks, eight weeks or 12 weeks to complete that and see that through before moving into something else. And I think that applies with nutrition goals, exercise goals, anything you want to do, you got to give it time, six, eight, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, to see the result, we can't just give up after a week of trying, you know, and that's what happens so very often. But I find that one of the things that can keep me accountable is having someone, an accountability buddy, whether that's at the gym or like business or my VA or myself with my little goal notebook. So holding yourself accountable for a certain time to give yourself the time to finish something because we often don't give ourselves the time we give up or we stop, or we get distracted, a week in. <laughs> so I've got to recap, because they're really good points. So it's get yourself a coach, whether that's in business, whether that's nutrition, whether that's in, in um, sort of any aspect. Interestingly, the 
I completely agree with that. And I've hired coaches for the past 15, 16 years in business. And I often think it's really important as well. I was saying it to a client earlier today as well. If you can't be expected for clients to spend X amount of thousands of US dollars, if you haven't prepared and you haven't invested in that kind of thing. So you've got to get comfortable with spending and I'm learning from that. So my next coach that I've hired, because I get one specific to something that I'm going through, which is writing a book. So I'm now working with a coach over the next three months to get the book finished that I've been wanting to do for ages. So we've got, yeah, exactly. Get yourself a coach. We've got, get clear on what you want to do and then give yourself a time frame. You know, whether that's because if we give ourselves so long, it's going to take us so long to do it. We give ourselves a shorter time or whatever works within it, but um, give yourself a time frame and then an accountability body in again, whatever aspect that is, like you say, in professional and personal, um, I have an accountability buddy for the gym and it's made such a difference, such mm-hmm. a difference. I would say the amount of times that I wouldn't have just gone to the gym, but I know that she's waiting for me downstairs or not. She's not literally waiting for me, but she will yeah. be if I don't get my ass up yeah. to go to it. It's game changing. Absolutely. Sorry, by the way, in case you hear the construction that's going on outside, I can't control that in Dubai. But yeah, like I find that when we have accountability, you're like, I just got to show up. I I can't not, you know, and then you always feel better afterwards, don't you? A percent, a hundred percent. Like, and we, we, I know sometimes like when Natasia is like not on form, but at the end she'll be like, that would have been one of those sessions I wouldn't have done today. And then there's been others where I've been like, do you know what? I probably wouldn't have done today, but you forced me to, to just be there. And it's, and I can see the results now, you know, it's, it's so, so, so good, yes. which actually brings, I can't believe we haven't met at the same gym. So you, do you train? Cause I, I'm early, like I'm 6am. When do you go? Yeah. I'm an 11am or I used to go, I used to go at like seven or six. Yeah. Uh, I used to do this whole like 5am club business, like yeah, yeah. five, I meditate, I do this, I do that, but I don't have kids. I work from home. I'm pretty accountable, like, and I get my stuff done. So then I'm like, why am I waking up at five? If like, I don't really need to. So I, every now and then I kind of switch my schedule around to what I kind of feel like doing. Okay. Um, so for the past, I think this past year, for the past six months, I've just been going at like 10 or 11 a.m. I work a little, I meditate, do my whole morning routine in the morning work for a few hours, then I'll need a break anyway, because I can't work for too many long hours. So I go to the gym from 11 to 1230, come back home, have lunch, and then have like a second shift of work until 6pm. And so that's been, that's been working. And that's kind of how that works for you. Interesting, you say the 5am. So I'm back in, I'm always in an early riser. But yeah, I'm in the 5am, in the 5am club, and I currently love it. So let's see how it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. I because I've saved a number of your posts recently and I've got a lot of questions on the fitness side to ask but one of them I was more like kind of general what is what is one of the mistakes that people make when they first kind of start that fitness routine or working out what would you say that people make the mistake doing so it kind of depends on what like their objective is and how they're starting but I would say it's the not putting a plan or the mm. give, like giving up before putting a plan even. 
like you just sort of go to something and then you're not consistent with it. And then you start developing like this negative relationship with the whole thing. Cause you're like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing results. This is not working. I don't know what this is. So maybe like the lack of information or education about what you need to be doing. So sort of having like a starter kit of like, all right, I'm going to be going for these four days to the gym. I'm going to be going at this time. My goal is this. And to reach that goal, I'm going to do this. So having that kind of plan just, I think, allows people to stay a little bit more structured and they're a lot more likely to stick to it rather than just doing random things or just having a goal that isn't something that's strong enough for them to to stick to, you know, not a very strong reason why they're doing something or just wanting to do like abs and butt, you know, like not do like... (laughs) I forget what they call it, like booty and something. So just doing those without having a strong reason why I would say is one of the common mistakes. What would be specific goals? Give some examples of some specific goals that clients have had over the past sort of year or so, maybe that you can go, yeah, that was a really clear goal. Yeah. So it could be a skill goal or it could be a physical goal or it could be a performance goal. So you can choose, for example, one of my goals, let's say, is to be able to pull up, be able to do 10 pull-ups by July 2022 by uh, working out the pull exercise skills twice a week. Like that's a very specific goal. Like I gave you how many I want to do by when I want to do them and how I'm going to do them. So this is like, this is kind of a skill. And then there's performance, maybe that could be related to the amount of weights that you're lifting. I want to be able to squat 60 kg by X, Y, Z by doing this, this, and this. Or I want to lose, if if you're focused on fat loss, for example, I don't know, you have an event or you just want to feel good or you just want to wear something specific. It could be, I want to lose five kilograms by a very realistic date. And, you know, just putting, putting things into place and having a clear vision and then a reason why. Why do you want to lose those five kgs? What does that do for you? What are you after? What are you looking for? Do you want to just be like, do you want to be sexy when you wear a crop top? Do you just want to feel good? Do you want to do it for yourself? Is it something you've always wanted to do and you want to see how you want to reach it? So really tapping into like, why, why, why do I want to do this and go deep? I find that that tends to help people stick to their routines a lot more. Okay, cool. So we've got establish what kind of goal you want and then decide if it's a skill, if it's a performance, like what kind of specificness is around that. Um, Yeah, um, attach a date to that and really get connected to your why is to why do you want to achieve that? I had a very vain one ages ago. You had a very what? Vain goal ages ago. That's how we all start though. And like, sometimes it stays, but you build on it and that's okay. Like have being vain or wanting something very physical or aesthetic is part of human nature too, you know, but what was yours? Do you want to share? Yeah. Well, it was, this was, it, this was after my divorce and I had gained quite a few unhealthy kilos, uh, lo- loving life and just, you know, being unhealthy and what have you. I lived in a hotel, it was all fabulous. Just the, the, the backlash of that wasn't amazing on the body. <laughs> and my goal was I wanted to have the confidence to post a picture of me wearing a bikini on social media. <laughs> and, and I remember I told the PT, like, this is five years ago. 
And I remember I told him and he's like, oh, we get those kind of things all the time. So I felt really embarrassed, you know, that it was really vain. But for me, I got sent so many swimwear pieces that I would never, ever, ever have dreamed of wearing them. That was like, so I, people always send me these things. I couldn't wear it. So five years ago, that was one of my goals. If you look at my social media, you see that there's, it's quite often there's a bikini picture and a glass of rosé somewhere in that. I love it. Uh, my goal now is pull-ups and to be fair it's actually been it's actually been a goal for a while but I think I've been making a bit of a mistake so I was smiling when when you were saying pull-ups because um he's just written a you just did a post about it actually on how to where you'd gone from yours in the transition it was amazing yeah so you know what's really cool is that I have always been trying as well, but I really didn't know how. And then it wasn't until I put, I wrote it out. It was New Year's Eve, very cliche. And I wrote, I want to do 10 pull-ups by May, 2021, by exercising pull-ups two times a week um, and hiring a coach. So I also hired a coach specifically for that. So I took it very seriously while having fun in the process. And I think what's important to know is that we don't always know like what we're doing, but it did like everything I had done before, all the years of exercise, all the work I've done, even though it wasn't very specific, even though I wasn't doing pull-ups all the time, it did give me a strong back. It did give me a strong foundation, which is what helps you pull up, right? So even if you don't know how you're going to get there, still showing up in those years is going to help you actually get there a lot faster. So I ended up doing the pull-ups in a month's time versus like years of time. (laughs) Exactly. Because I was so focused and that's why I'm so pro telling people to ask themselves why, how, what, the plan, come on, let's put it together. And once you do, magic happens. But also just being compassionate with yourself about your learning journey, because that is how we grow. We have to make mistakes. We have to fail. We have to not like, we have to see it and be like, what am I doing wrong? And, and that's how we learn, trial and error. But there are people who can help us break this down. When you ask an expert, they're going to be able to tell you, okay, here's how you go from A to Z, you know, or A to B. And that's why I believe in, in the whole coaching industry. So I've got a question. I'll share mine, you share yours. And I do actually love that even still, you know, you know, people expect that even when you're in, say, the fitness industry or in it, that you you kind of completed all your goals, but you don't. There's still things that you want to improve and get better. So what's one of your fitness goals? And I'll share one of my fitness goals. Oh, I love that. So I want to, I want to get better. I'm, I, I like to develop. I'm always trying to develop something. I'm good at handstands. I can kind of do a handstand. I'm scared of falling. Like we weren't in gymnastics when we were younger. I was always scared of tumbling. I have that huge fear um, of falling and like hurting my back. So I want to be able to handstand and, or, and do the splits, hopefully by the end of the year. So that's something I'm going to be working on and and to to go back to your why do you want it that's a good question so I like to prove to myself that I can do anything I set my mind to I find there's a lot of power in breaking barriers of saying things to yourself or limiting beliefs right of saying 
I can never do a handstand. I can't do that. I never learned how to do it. It's not for me. It's, uh -uh, I don't like that. You know, so I like to prove that wrong. And I like to be able to do the things that I think look good and empowering myself to do it because then it opens places for me. Like, hey, you did that. You can also do this. And you can also do that. So it's just a it's mindset as well. And it looks awesome in pictures, Kelly, it's doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I just say I can't do a handstand. I'm not quite sure I might add that to my goals. I'll, I'll leave that to you. But certainly for the modeling, the the fitness clothes, yeah, being able to pull off something like that, a hundred percent. I would say, and I think that was it was one of the posts I had seen was yours was to do a pull up. I feel like I've had this goal for so long that mm -hmm. I you, speaking to you today, I'm like, right, okay, let's commit to a date. And then you had mentioned in that post twice a week, you've just mentioned it there just now as well, commit to doing exercises on doing the pull-ups twice a week. Mm -hmm. And I would like to be able to do five unassisted because I can do them with a band, but do them right. unassisted before I go back to the UK this summer. So yes, that when, is the 6th of, uh, of July. Okay, amazing. You got to train hard, but like we can do it. And if you like, even if you do three unassisted, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that you can do it if you put your mind to it for sure. I think there's a lot to be said for social commitment as well. So I actually yeah. haven't publicly shared that that's one of my fitness goals, but now I have, I feel like I don't yeah. have, you know, even more. I remember when I first started my business, actually, I read about that social commitment when you tell people that you're going to do something there's even more drive for you to actually go ahead and do it because you never want to be that person who doesn't yeah follow, follow through, through like, or carry on with it exactly exactly and that's the thing I've told people about my handstands and my splits um and I haven't seen them through just yet so I'm like okay I'm gonna do this again I'm gonna refocus and like put a specific goal and take it through and I think it's I think it's important to know that sometimes you're not ready to see a goal through and sometimes you are and sometimes it starts as a dream but eventually you'll get there and put a goal and sometimes it's just like it gets you excited right and the I believe that the only time that you can actually pursue something it's when you really really want it and are like ready for it right yeah Love it. Well, and then going back to the earlier bit I've got my accountability partner checked in there so that's good in We've got clear on what we want to get. We've given ourselves a time frame. So now I just need to meet you one of the days at 11 o'clock and, and, and we'll, do a, yes. we'll do a session, which can be quite fun as well. Yeah, what's, I love that. What's one of the things that you've been most proud of throughout the sort of, the, how many years is it you've been in business? Well, my personal business, I think it's been like five years, but I've been working for eight. Okay. So what's been one of the things that you kind of look back and go, I'm really proud of that? Uh, there's honestly so much, but I, I, like, I had started my own physical business back in Lebanon with my two other friends at the time. And we carried like the entire stakes of having a business of overheads and all of that responsibility, which is something I'm very proud of. I'm proud of migrating and shifting that to making it my own little business where I work by myself and then shifting that to make it digital only. 
And then also to be recognized as an athlete by global huge brands like Adidas. I'm an Adidas athlete and ambassador, and that's something I'm super, super proud of. So just shining within my field, I feel makes me very happy and very proud because I just love what I do and I love sharing that with others. So being recognized for it is a blessing. But I think also most proud is influencing people and seeing change and seeing that they're starting to love healthy recipes and it's not grit, like it's not, uh, you know, nasty or like, oh, that doesn't look good. And people starting to see exercise as freedom rather than a chore. I think influencing people to feel like they can do whatever they want and live a health, happy life, something I can go on and on. See, I told you it's too many things, but I yeah, basically influencing people to to feel their best and I, I i absolutely love that in whatever way whether it's starting a business by listening to this podcast maybe or by exercising and just you know living your dream life and being happy love it so on that because we've talked quite a lot about the fitness side let's you talk about the food side and the nutrition um favorite recipe ooh baked oats okay Oh my god, I love baked oats. Like it's it's I make it every weekend for me and my husband. It's a thing. And and what is, is that just is that a snack? Is it breakfast? Breakfast. I'm sharing the recipe today, actually. So you'll get to see Ooh, it. okay, perfect. Um, yeah. For those that are um thinking that sounds lovely, I'm gonna put that in the show notes in the episode okay, so people can see it. There'll also be the link to your Instagram page with anything, but to save them scrolling back, we're talking about this baked yeah. oats. For the recipe. Anything else you want to share? Um, In terms of recipes, I love a really good summer salad with avocado and cherry tomatoes and olive oil, well-cooked salmon. I I love, like, I love a really nice nourishing salad with color. So good. Nice. You said you, you mentioned your husband there. Do you work out together? We used to, we've been married, we've been married for five years, been together for 10. And when we first, before marriage, we used to work out together after marriage. Not so much. <laughs> like I, I'm like, I see you too much. I think I'm on this time alone. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's not, sometimes we go together, but we don't work out together. Yeah. What would you say to someone? Cause I, you know, in, in previous relationships, I've felt that a little bit where I've been into fitness and they haven't and they're not on the same page as you what kind of tips would you have for someone for that I think this is so such an interesting question it's very personal I don't like pushing people to do things that they don't want to do I believe that if you want real change you gotta want it and you gotta be maybe you can inspire them right by them seeing how committed you are what you do taking them to certain maybe events or having them try different things, but never force or nag yourself into getting them to do something. I don't think that works, but I think every now and then taking them to a cool class or something that's inspiring, like that could be fine or trying different types of movement. Like right now, paddle, paddle tennis is like so in. So maybe if your partner prefers to paddle tennis or volleyball, that's great. They don't have to go to the gym if they don't like that scene. But I also find very, very often my clients tell me like, hey, I've been going to the gym for the past month and now my husband coming with me. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So when they see that you're being, you're sticking to something, 
they end up sort of getting inspired. Inspired. I actually, and and that would be no different when I was, you know, full time celebrity styling. If I was to take, say, the woman out, and then she would all, you know, would have this new wardrobe of clothes and feeling all good, then the partner would be, well, I need some new clothes, or vice versa, you know, because they would see that sort of shine in them. So yeah, kind of demonstrating or or showcasing actually, this is what it could look like if if you do it, then. Exactly. It, it's because your energy is better, your mood is better. You're like your 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 stance and your position and your shoulders and the way you move around the house, the way you your energy throughout the day is going to change completely. And once that happens, they're like, "Oh my god, I want some of that." So so it just naturally happens. You really don't have to push someone towards it, and as long as you're keeping a positive outlook on it, and yeah, I, I find that to be the best way. There's already there's a there's just to add there's a readiness for change and some people are just so let's say it's a scale of zero to five sometimes they're on zero so no matter what you do if this person is not on three or four or close to five which is like the level of like action and maintenance then you're like no matter what you do you're not going to move them there they just mm-hmm. have to grow awareness and then inspire and then find their way and then there it's their journey so you have to know that. My my sort of final question on that is not losing not losing track with your nutrition or with working out when you're on holiday. What happens uh-huh. then? What's it? What's sort of your tip for not overeating, or do you just go and enjoy it and worry about it when you come back? Oh my god! So this is a really good question because when I had first started like diet, dietetics, etc., and like working, and then I got married, we went on my honeymoon. And I think I gained like eight kgs in eight in like eight days. And it was just so mortifying to deal with afterwards. Like it took me legit time to lose that weight. And and that was really tough. And I think I learned a lot from that. Like, even though it was cool, I don't think like we never got hungry because it was an all-inclusive Maldives resort. So we were just eating and drinking, eating and drinking, not moving as much. And to be honest, it was fun, but it didn't feel great. And since then, I've developed this kind of thing of working out just the way that I work out while I'm at home. I work out on vacation. I go to the gym in the morning um, and it gives me so much energy, so much more space for food, too, because I just feel like I can eat more because yes. um, you also get hungrier um, and it just makes things more. I'm a tr- Listen, I'm a true foodie. So wherever I go, I really like to try the food, the drinks, the experience, the dance, the everything. I'm like fully there for it. So I feel like exercise is one of those things that helps me enjoy that more. But it doesn't always have to be the gym. So it depends on where you're going on vacation. If I'm going to my family house in the US and there's not a lot of walking or anything to do, then yes, I make it a point to go to the gym because otherwise we're super sedentary. But if I'm going to New York or I was just in Italy, we would walk our 30,000 steps a day. So I don't really need to work out as long like you're just burning so much and you're being active. So it just naturally balances itself out. Staying in tune with what you're eating. Like, okay, um, I had like, don't eat things that you don't really care for. I always believe in like choosing the things that you want to go for that really mean to you. So if you really like ice cream, and you don't care for donuts, don't just eat a donut, just eat a donut, like just go for the ice cream. You know what I mean? Like when you get the chance, 
So I, I think picking and choosing the foods that really matter to you, not restricting yourself and having those, but also finding your way of moving and not moving is also totally okay. So know that that's fine. But personally, I find it so hard to deal with weight gain afterwards. And I just prefer to enjoy food while I'm there, but also move because it's because it feels good too. you know, it's not punishment. It's it feels great. And my husband usually takes it as an opportunity to deload or not work out. But he tends to complain afterwards. So it's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. And, you know, before when I've always gone on holiday, I've been like, yeah, but my mindset was, well, I'm on holiday, so that means a holiday of every of everything. But in actual fact, the working out makes me feel so good. Why would you not just do it? And I like what you say. It's not necessarily just about going to the gym. It'd be pretty hard to do 30,000 steps around a little um, Maldives island, but doing something that just makes you, like you say, feel a little bit hungry. Or for me, it would be earning my rosé or bottle for the day or two, you know, I I feel like I'd need to, um, I'd need to do that. So that's amazing tips. (laughs) I really appreciate your time today and everything that you've shared. It's been so valuable and I'm enjoying, you know, I'm going to see your, your journey grow even more. I know it. Um, How can people find you, B? Yeah. So they can find me on Instagram. That's where I mostly hang out. It's just my name, but Ilsebach, Bara Ilsebach, and I'm sure you're going to have it in the show notes. I would that's going to be the best place to find me. But also if you're interested in learning more about fitness, nutrition, wellness tips, and all of that, you can also listen to my podcast, Be For Better Health. And yeah, I've been doing that since 2018. So you'll find so much stuff in there. And this was so much fun, Kelly. Like I really enjoyed it and chatting with you. And I can't wait to hear what happens by July <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be keeping you tagged in actually I'll do a little post of the next story and I'll I'll tag you in the gym and I'm like okay I've got what is that six so I've kind of got six six weeks or so to maybe try and get the five there so for it. committed committed sure. committed it was a pleasure thank you so much for your okay. time take care thank you you too Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media, screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.